Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, welcome to the show, everybody. Today we are talking about leader ship. Ship, 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 ship. I like that. <laughs> Leadership. How many people do you think are no longer listening to this episode? <laughs> All the smart ones. <laughs> oh. No, so we're talking about leadership. So we thought we'd get into it because, you know, leadership is leadership. It doesn't really matter if you're talking about uh, business or, or um, parenting or, you know, anything. It could be sports teams. You know, it can be anything. So it's so the leadership is really it's I've been I've been listening to this guy um oh I'm not going to remember his name I know his name's Simon and he's really he has some really good deep thoughts about business and leadership and stuff and um one of the things that he said is really about leadership he said <clears throat> you when you're leading what you need to be a leader is followers. That's it. <laughs> That's literally all you need to be a leader is you need followers. So how do you get followers? How do you get people to follow you? And I think that that is a good way to structure our thought process about it. Because, you know, usually we're sitting there going, well, how how do I become a leader? And it's all about me and what I should possess, and what I should be doing, and what I should be telling everybody. And that's really not the best way to get followers, because not once have you thought about who's following you. You know, So it's all about thinking about who's following you, and why would they want to follow you, and what would they need to follow you, you know, things like that. So if you're thinking about your followers, then you'll be a good leader. But if you're thinking about yourself and you're not thinking about your followers, you're probably not going to be a good leader. What do you think about that, Ben? Benjamin? Benjamin uh, Barber? What uh, do you think about whoa. that, Benjamin Barber? Whoa, why are you dropping my full name on the show? <laughs> People are going to look me up now. Yeah, they couldn't have done that <laughs> you know, before today. Send your hate mail to... Benjamin Barber. Yeah. Uh, I know that I... You know I had at... Benjamin Barber on Twitter, and I gave it up. Oh my god! I don't know why I did that. Anyway, not that that's important, but uh, yeah, I uh, send all your hate mail to me. I know I have a nasally send voice. Send all your love mail to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I think that um, as you said, it's very important to uh to acknowledge that um, leadership is very broad. Like yeah. Anybody, anybody, uh, everybody eventually is in a leadership position somewhere. Yeah. In some capacity. If you're a parent, you're a leader. If you're a boss of something, if you're a manager of something, if you're on a sports team, if you're. Right. And you don't necessarily always have to be deemed the leader to be a leader. You know, that's, you don't have to have the title. Right. (laughs) Groups of friends have leaders sometimes, you know. Absolutely. Most of the time, actually. There's somebody who is the person that says, 
hey, most look. of the time, hey, let's go do this. Hey, why are we doing this? Hey, let's stop do that. Let's stop doing this. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you can tell we had different friends growing up. I never had anybody thoughtful enough to go, hey, let's stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was not my childhood. <laughs> it was <laughs> that was uh, me, and I don't have any of those friends anymore that I tried to I, say, "Hey, let's stop doing this." No, that's not true. I probably did have people that did say that here and there, but I just didn't listen. <laughs> hey, I, Glenn, you should really stop doing that. I, I for real, had a group of friends in high school that we started to, you know, do the things that high schoolers do, and. uh I was the one that stood up and said, hey, we should not do this stuff. Mm. This is bad stuff. Um, and in a course of like two or three months, none of those people were my friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, but that, you know, we look at that like that's a bad thing. And and it's actually a very good thing because you didn't need to be hanging around with people that were doing those things. Ironically, uh, at, that was at the same time that I started uh being really involved in the drama club and theater, mm-hmm. and I, I became an actual leader. Yeah. To the so like I let go of these other people, um, who were doing things that were negatively affecting everybody, mm. ourselves mainly, and uh, and then I ended up becoming a leader of younger people who I didn't realize were looking at me. Right. And see, see, isn't that that that's interesting because it is a lot of times the first step in becoming a leader is standing up against something that shouldn't be happening or, you know, or stepping away from something. You know, a lot of times we look at leaders like, oh, you know, what are they doing? What are they involved in? And a lot of times it's about stepping away from something that's dysfunctional as far as your internal um journey in becoming a leader because we have to step away and go no this this isn't good this doesn't jive for me i'm going to stand in what with what does jive right with me and in the direction i do want to go and once we once we're strong enough to not go with you know the the peer pressure and stand on our own then all of a sudden we become strong enough to become a leader for others and it's and it's because now all of a sudden you have something to offer followers. I mean, anybody can follow. You know, that's that's not real profound. But when you step away from the from the people, you know that that are all following, and you go, no, I'm going to do something different. All of a sudden, it's people around look at you and go, oh, well, what's What's he doing? <laughs> you know, boy, he seems strong. He just went against the tide, you know. And that's again, if you if you bring that into a a um, business situation, it's and you make it about about the followers. What what do your followers need? You know, what what do the people below you need? They need you know they need to feel respected. You know, the day in the age of of um, looking at people <clears throat> employees as like a robot or or a tool or a piece of machinery i mean i understand we didn't think we were doing that but that's kind of what we're doing you know what we would do is we'd train a worker to do a specific job and we'd stick them in a desk or or at a spot and have them do that job and say okay i'm going to you know i'm going to pay you a certain amount of money and you come in here every day and you do that thing that you're trained to do 
and like like it's a robot like you know okay it comes in it sits and it does this and then it, at a certain time it goes home like that's not a living feeling animated expanding person that's a robot you know so where we can't that day is over where we have to actually get people involved in what they're creating if you're creating a business and you have you as the CEO creating and then you have some managers that are trying to create your vision because that's kind of what they do managers have a little bit more freedom you know they they kind of have to share or they should be sharing <laughs> the vision of the CEO and and trying to work towards that but that they have they should have some creativity in them to help this occur but then they go down to the employees and they just go okay you do your this job this job this job this job and this job so we can create what we want to create and that mentality just doesn't work i mean how profound would it be if you had a complete organization from bottom level all the way up to top that all your employees were invested in creating your vision the the vision that the that the ceo has for for the company i mean it, it'd be so profound this is amazing uh this is an amazing coincidence that we're talking about this today i have a meeting later today oh, really? where uh yeah where i have to uh talk to some partners some employees basically yeah who are saying to me you need to take the lead and tell me what we need to do mm. to to build this thing right and my question is to you how do i as the as the leader of this thing yeah as the ceo with a vision get these people to enthusiastically yeah. uh, partake, do the things that I need to do, but also what you just said, I want them to create themselves. Right. So that what the first thing you need to do is get them involved in the vision. You know, explain the vision to them. Get them on the same page with your vision. Because if they're not interested in your vision, they're not going to be invested in creating it. So they need to understand the vision has to be very clear and they need to understand that they're all working towards it, you know. So that that's the first thing is the vision is very important. And then once everybody understands the vision and what you're working towards, then they need to be involved in the creative process. You know, their, their input needs to be valued, you know, and it, because they're a part of a team, they're supposed to be they're supposed to be bringing something into this. And a lot of times, if people are just told what to do, you know, there's no creativity there. So one, they're not enthusiastic. And two, they can't express themselves to, to the maximum ability of their potential, which if you're smart, you should be building a team where people are assets to your team. You know, so them expressing themselves should be, if you have... Like I said, well, I, I was starting to allude to this. Let's say you have, you know, uh, 500 people who are all on the same 
level as far as understanding the vision and what this company is trying to achieve. And they're all really like they have their roles and within their roles, they're using their gifts and talents to, to better work towards that goal of that vision. That's invaluable. Like one person or 15 people can't possibly come up with all the wonderful possibilities that 500 can. You know, so their input needs to be valued, and you will find some great ideas from them, and they'll then they'll feel more engaged in the building of it. You know, it's we are creators by nature. You know, this is what it all comes back to. So we we'll, <laughs> we'll get right back down to the core. The core is we are made in the image and uh, the image and likeness of our creator. Our creator is a creator. So we are creators. It's, that's like a simple basic truth. We are creators. So whatever we create, we are invested in. So we need to feel like we are creating something. And we are a part of that creation. You know, So that, that's what it is, is getting them to understand what, their, what the vision is that they're working towards. And th- then they'll get excited about it. And then, oh, what, what can we do to make this better? Oh, what about this? What about this? And if you respect and trust everybody and create an environment of respect and trust and valuing them, then when you look at somebody, you, like, you don't have to take everything that somebody says because I can, I, I can already hear it. That's the first thing that people are going to say. Well, if I have 500 opinions, I can't please everybody. No, that's not the point. If you value them and you treat them like they're valued and you look at somebody and you go, okay, I need your input on this. You know, how can we, we're, we're heading in this direction. How can we, you know, head in this direction the best? And they go, well, we could, uh, we could uh, develop this, and you go, okay, um, I see why you'd say that. That's one way of looking at it. I don't think it's the way that we we need to head, though. So let's come up with something else. Like that's, I, I like that you're thinking, and I like that you're thinking out of the box, but let's move over towards this direction a little bit. What if I throw this piece in? And how how would you do that? And then, you know, get them invested in the process. So you're not just going, you know, they say, well, what about this? And you go, no, we're not doing that. And just dismiss them. Because that's what makes people disengage. They go, well, he doesn't value my opinion. You know, so what you need to do is just continue the dialogue with them. And even if somebody says something that isn't isn't going to work, it's okay. You're one step closer to what is going to work. So continue the conversation, you know, and, and work with them and use them for their talents and their abilities. And, and then once, once they feel that they're putting input in into the, and they're creating something, then all of a sudden they'll feel better about themselves because that's what we do. We, we, we are creators. So if we are creators and we create, it is going to bring us joy. And if it brings us joy, we're going to want to do more of it. You know, and when you develop a workforce that, that is based on that type of mentality, when they're sitting there going, you know what, I don't really have anything to do. And if I f- stayed here an extra half an hour, 
I could get this done, which would probably benefit us moving towards our vision, well, screw it. I'll just stay for an extra half hour. You will get that extra from somebody. But if if they are not invested in the solution and into the vision and create the creative process and you're just paying them by the hour, that clock hits, they're out of there. You know, you don't get that extra. And that little extra is what shoots businesses to a whole nother level of success. You know, if you have a culture of employees that are given a little extra and a little extra, that can shoot your productivity up by like 20%, which is gigantic. Now, if you're, that's all really uh, amazing um, advice, uh, personally, I think. <laughs> I should have a podcast. <laughs> you should have a podcast. Uh, what if you're, now those are people that you've hired, right, right. that want to be there, <laughs> right. whatever. So, uh, So let's take it into a more personal realm. What about parents? who are trying to share a vision for what they're looking for to not necessarily always a willing participant. Right. And it's, uh, I get it. You because know, you can fire an employee. You can't really <laughs> right. fire your son. Right. But it also gives you a lot more leeway. You can make a lot more mistakes cause they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know? So, um, but no, it, you can use it in the same type of mentality. Get them excited about the vision. You know, if you're sitting there and you 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 go to your kid and you go like, well, um, you know, you have to do your homework. Why? Well, because I said so. And the teachers say so. And society says so. So you have to do your homework. They're not going to be really excited about doing their homework. But if you can get them excited about the vision... And you can be like, you know, what are your dreams? What do you what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be an astronaut. Oh, okay. That's wonderful. Okay, so to be an astronaut and actually, you know, even if that changes, to be anything successful in life, what you have to do is you have to get into the habit of doing your best in each situation. That has to be your habit. So if doing your best wherever you are is your habit, then when you're in school, you'll do your best in school. And then when you go to college, you'll do your best in college. And then when you go to the astronaut school, you'll do your best there. And then when you, because like if you don't do well in high school, then you can't get into college. And if you don't get into college and you don't get good grades, then you're not going to be getting accepted into the astronaut program. So what you do today literally affects what you're going to do in the future. So get in the habit of doing your best now. And then you can do it. And then, then all of a sudden, that's, that's their vision. Be like, okay, use their dreams as their vision and show them how whatever they need to do today is going to take them a step closer to what their dream is. You know, And then they can start creating their own dream and wor- working towards it. That doesn't mean you're not going to get some resistance. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm a parent. I get it. You know, but... It's just that mentality. If you start if you start teaching your kids with this type of thing, you're going to have less issues if you just run around going, because I said so. <laughs> you know, because I said so, just it doesn't work anymore. Maybe it worked 100 years ago, 
but it really didn't work very well in my generation. And it sure as heck doesn't work well in any generations following it. It just doesn't hold water anymore, you know. So, and eventually, even if you can make them do whatever you want, however you want, because you're mean enough, well, they'll rebel against it at some point. You know, it's just a matter of time. And you're going to create a kid who isn't happy because they never followed their dreams because they just did what you said all the time. (laughs) All right. Uh, what about let, when it's time to? Um, so so at some point, as it's a leader, time to change. Yes. Uh, so uh, leadership dynamics change, right? Over time, um, sometimes, uh, like at some point, you might have to let being a good leader is letting an employee go or letting a child you know, grow and be on its own and, you know, so like at some point, um, when is it, you know, uh, once, once everybody's gotten your vision, right. Yeah. And you inspire these people to create and be a part of what your vision is. Right. And then they've built that most of the time, if you've done your job as a leader, Right. Yeah. This this employee or this child or whatever gets to a point where they are beyond that. Right. So you let them go. I mean, that's you know that this. Um, I think unconsciously, I don't. Again, we don't slow down enough to really look at things and understand how ridiculous most of the stuff that we believe in is. Like, I mean, the mentality that we're going to hire an employee. And they're just going to never change for the next 40 years is absurd. You know, the, like the, <laughs> they are not robots. They are humans. They need to continue to expand, to grow, to enhance. That That's just what we do as beings. So, so, I mean, that's part of it. And, you know, we look at things and go like, oh, my God, well, what if this person climbs high in my corporation and all of a sudden they decide that they're going to leave because they've outgrown their position here? Wonderful. Let them go. You know, support them in that. Congratulations. You know, you can have a relationship, a business relationship with that person possibly for life if you support them in what they're doing. And if you're if you're creating a company where you have people that are being supported and growing, it's just a natural farm system that you're going to have somebody that's ready to take their spot or go find somebody. I mean, I understand that sometimes training a new employee can be uh, costly, but I mean, that's part of business. Like we, <laughs> because it's the, the reason I say that is because there is literally no other option that makes sense. Like, you know, like I, I can, you know, hear somebody in business going, well, you don't understand how much it costs to train a new person. So, yeah, but if you're, if you have, if you're supportive in with all your employees and you develop that culture and you're supporting them and they're growing and expanding and moving and working towards a, a unified vision and everything's wonderful and everybody's happy at their jobs and, and it's just a, a wonderful atmosphere to work in, people are going to be wanting to work in, in that place, people are going to be uh, trying to bring their friends and to work there, and it's 
it's just natural that they're, you're going to have less turnover than any other business. Right. So if you have less turnover, then your, then your training costs are less. Now, if you have to spend a little bit with turnover because people are outgrowing your company, well, it's not. It, it's still probably going to be less than if you were dealing with turnover as a regular uh, on a regular basis. Also, if that person is outgrowing your company, right? You're doing something right. That means that you have that they have probably given to your company something that is so great, absolutely, and that probably that they have completed. What they were right, there and they've for. enhanced your company because they've given because you can't grow without giving and expanding. So they've expanded within your company, and if, so your company's expanded. And if that person <laughs> has expanded to the point where there's, I mean, you're the CEO, so like, where's the forward momentum for them? If right. you're if you're not getting out of the way, <laughs> let them go. Absolutely, um, because you've. You know, it, it's it's almost they've given you what they had, right? And then someone else is going to give you stuff that that person that you're letting go couldn't give you, right? Because they maxed out, so they have to move on. So it's you know this, like I said, it's the the mentality of getting all our ducks in a row and then nothing ever changing. That's not reality. It's not going to happen. So so to sit there and go, oh yeah, but what about the turnover cost? Absor- absorb it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you, you don't have another option. Like it, it, nothing else makes sense. And and I know absorb it. Like the only person who's going to understand that is somebody who's open to what I'm already saying. Anybody who's not open is just going to be like, well, he's just being a moron, you know. Which, <clears throat> which I understand. But really, if you get down to it, that's the only thing that makes sense, and it makes sense because of what you just said. It's you know, it's. It's a constant growth, and if you have, I mean, look at the look at the farm systems and in you know baseball and 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 football and you know all the different sports. That I mean, it's the Bruins are doing it right now. They brought up some young kids from the, I believe, from the Providence Bruins, and they're like lighting it up. You know, I mean, so if you have a good farm system, if you have good employees. And they're expanding and growing and and helping you push towards your vision. The people who are down below are going to want to expand up. And then as they get to the top, they're going to expand up even more. Then once they get closer to the top, they might have to expand and go. Well, then so be it. But that's a natural progression. That's a, you know, there's, there's a natural flow to that. But what's the, uh, that's what it should look like. Because the alternative is unrealistic, that you're just going to get, you know, a bunch of <laughs> people there. Nobody, nobody's going to grow, but you're, nobody's going to grow, expand, and, and move up the ladder or leave your company. But yet, you're going to um, have a hugely profitable company. And also, who knows what that person who you were great to and allowed to grow can do outside of your company that that in turn helps your company. Right. You could do it. You could build another company that you could be in business with. Exactly. Uh, A great example that um, I, this is like a 
uh, not even a guilty pleasure, but um, I'm uh, unashamedly a huge professional wrestling fan. Um, it's great live theater, I think. Uh, but The Rock, right, is somebody who is considered like one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Right. He had like a four-year window <laughs> where he was actually wrestling for the WWF. Yeah. Uh, he then left. He got... He he became champion. <laughs> he was on top of the world there, and he outgrew it, and he went to Hollywood. Yeah, he left, and then he became Dwayne Johnson. The, Dwayne Johnson is the <laughs> biggest movie star in the world right now, and or at least he was two years ago or something. He's certainly one but of them. <laughs> he because he left right, so he was an employee that got as big as you could possibly get in that realm right he left and because he left it is that wrestling is now that thing that the rock does that thing that the rock did yeah when he goes back to it when he does anything if he does some sort of a merchandise campaign for them you know if he shows up on an episode of something it's a huge deal because he outgrew the corporation that he was in yeah he left he went on to do bigger things, and now he and can now come he, back. And, and now he give, works with them, right? Now he can give back to what gave him his notoriety and start, right? And you know, and if they crapped on him and told him how much of a moron he was when he was leaving, he probably wouldn't go back to them because he doesn't have a good, he wouldn't have a relate good relationship with them, you know. So I mean, it's it is it's natural if you if you just go with what makes sense naturally and what what you would like and put others kind of before yourself you know i think i think a leader kind of has to do that and i don't mean it you know i'm always talking about self love and i'm not i don't mean it in a martyring way where you sacrifice yourself for others benefit like you don't necessarily have to sacrifice yourself because if you have a whole group of followers that are working towards your vision and you're giving them what they need, then you're winning too, (laughs) you know? So, but, but, you know, it's, it's the mentality of it. So it's not about being a martyr and sacrificing yourself. It's about not thinking about what's best for you and thinking about what's best for your employees. Because if you understand that, you go, well, they're the ones that are doing everything that makes me successful. So if I take care of them and make them feel, you know, like like they're uh, they're being a part of the solution and creation of things and that fulfills them, then the better everything's going to work out for me. Then beautiful, you know? Like it's it, that's why we have to look at other people. But to sit there and say, <clears throat> you know, like like the you you see these big companies that that uh, you know the the CEO is making you know two hundred and fifty million dollars a year, and their their employees are broke. Like they you know they, these companies are failing, and it's because the CEO what they're doing is they're getting as much for themselves as humanly possible, and they don't give a crap about anybody below them. And that dynamic does not work. It's not sustainable. It's not going. That's why these companies are failing. 
That's why they're all over the news going, oh my God, look at this stuff. It's because there's no, there isn't a business there. It, a business like that cannot withstand a gigantic blow. It can't withstand ups and downs of the economy because there's there's nobody really invested in in anything. There's no there's no structure that's that's uh, integrated that makes it strong enough to withstand anything. You know. So, but when you have all the employees heading in the same direction and really investing in the vision and excited about it. It's that it, it's huge, you know. Then all of a sudden, you can withstand the ups and downs and and all that stuff because everybody's working as a team towards one common goal, and they feel valued, which is a really nice way to go through life. <laughs> so to surmise, uh, get people excited about the vision. Yeah, get them to understand it. And if people aren't interested in your vision, then maybe they shouldn't be part of your team. Right. Go find somebody who is. You um, know, that's that's okay too. It's not mean. It's not mean spirited business. It's just they would be better somewhere else where they can get excited about the vision, so they feel fulfilled somewhere else. Because not everybody's going to feel fulfilled uh, or excited about what I think is important. Absolutely. And if it's somebody that you have to be a leader of, you don't have a choice, such as a, a child or. Um, employees that you don't get to pick uh make sure that they understand how it connects to what they are interested in right what uh so that they can find a way to use this towards their dreams um and uh, know when it's time to let go yeah absolutely let them you know the purpose of raising a child it's you know another big thing in business is finding out your why maybe we'll do a podcast on that but like as a parent, you know, and in business, you have to understand what your why is, what your vision is. But as a parent, <clears throat> you know, I always thought my job as a parent was to prepare my son for a happy and useful life, you know. And so when he's ready to take off on his own and do his thing, I want to have given him the tools to be able to do that. So that's why in a lot of situations, I don't try to protect him from situations. What I try to do is let him experience the situations and then help him learn how to deal with it. Because when he gets out into the world, he's going to have people that are mean to him, that are, you know, he's going to be thrown into a bunch of difficult situations. And I would rather have him learn as he grows up under, while he's under my roof, how to handle difficult situations than shelter him from all them and then have him go out into the world and not know how to handle anything, you know? So, so know why you're doing what you're doing. And if it's to get your children to be able to stand on their own two feet and be happy and effective adults, if that's your why, then make your decisions based on that, you know? And that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna help you. So I think I think in closing that's really the big thing is you know you need you need to understand what your why is and what your vision is. And then if you make decisions based on heading in that direction you're going to do well. So that is going to do it for our uh business slash leadership slash stuff uh podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll talk at you soon. 
Glenn is available for life coaching sessions in person or via phone and Skype. To book an appointment or for more information, go to glennambrose.com, follow him on Facebook and Twitter, or click the link in the description of this episode.